Hello and welcome to the Thriving on Purpose broadcast. My name is Sebastian Richard and I'm oh, Elizabeth. hello. Who are you? I'm Elizabeth Richard. <laughs> I, I'm with Elizabeth, Elizabeth tonight and it's so awesome to have her. Uh, so before we begin, if you haven't done so already, make sure you head on to thrivingonpurpose.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to stay up to date with all of our news updates and to get store discounts. Yes, we do have a store now. This will enable you to follow this ministry despite all the censorship. I'm supposed to talk about the censorship, but it's going on. While you're at it, make sure you check out our unique Kingdom Patriot remnant and entrepreneurial merch for Christians, jewelry and apparel. If you feel led to partner with this ministry or to sow a seed, you can do so on our website by clicking on the Give button. Now, we have taken far too much of your precious time. Let's get on with tonight's broadcast, which is titled Prophetic Prepping for 2022. Prophetic Prepping for 2022. And the subtitle is... Seven things to consider in the coming new year. Seven things to consider in the coming new year. Uh, we're, we're not going to waste any time just diving right in. I mean, number one, I wanted to, well, obviously we're going to be talking about what's coming in 2022, uh, how to get ready for it as believers. Because there's, uh, as you, I don't know if you guys noticed in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of stuff happening and going on. I don't know if you know. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm the only one who noticed. I don't know. Anyway, you might have noticed there's some stuff happening, and I think that 2022 will also probably still be going on that tangent. <laughs> Obviously, we're we're uh, we're on guard. We're 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 really trying to stay plugged into what God is doing. On the one hand, that's the most important. Right. But also on what the enemy is planning and, and trying to do. So uh, so we have this uh, tug of war. Obviously, uh, uh, God doesn't like to have to pull hard. He's just like holding it like this. And he's like, Ooh, you can pull it wherever he wants. But the thing is, we as believers, we need to stay plugged in to be aware of what is happening, to be aware of the environment we're living in. And we need, by faith, to rely on the Lord to expect from him, but also to be smart enough and wise enough to notice what the enemy is doing. So, right. The number one, the first thing that the first point to consider as we approach 2022, as I, I've noticed in the last couple of years, uh, there's so much happening. I always tell Elizabeth, I said, I always say to you, Liz, you, you, you probably remember me saying that to you, how in the prophetic the prophetic is probably the, the the place within Christendom that has the highest potential reward for those who dive into it. Yeah. But at the same time, there's there's the highest potential uh, uh, to be deceived. Mm -hmm. So it's high reward, high risk. So that's the prophetic in a nutshell. And that's why we need discernment. We need discernment in this hour so, so much. I mean, we've always needed discernment, duh. But but in this hour, it seems to be so um so epically crucial. I mean, it, it's just amazing to me all the stuff that's happening. And and geez, like it Yeah, we need we 
now more than ever, we need um, spiritual discernment, spiritual discernment. heightened um, to a degree where, you know, the Holy Spirit speaks to us very clearly and we're not deceived and we are, we're able to tell uh, truth from false Yes, exactly. Uh, and and, and Jesus warned us about the end times. He said that there would be a lot of deception. In Matthew chapter 24, I think he says it four times, be not deceived, be not deceived, right. or, or, or be on guard for, for deceivers, because there's going to be a lot of false prophets. Mm -hmm. uh, in Matthew 24, verses 4 and 5, it says Jesus answered them, because they asked him about the end times, what to look for. So Jesus answered them, be careful that no one leads you astray. That was the first thing he mentioned, and he reiterated it four times. He said, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will lead many astray. Now, when Jesus said this, this is what it meant. And I always say it, when I quote that verse, I always mention the same thing. When we read this, and when I was younger, I, I would read this and think, wow, there's going to be a lot of Jesus impersonators in the end times. Mm -hmm. And that, I was so far from the truth on that one. I remember even reading Billy Graham in one of his books. He had said that, or was it Hal Lindsey, right. who was mentioning that this meant that there would be Jesus impersonators. This is not the case at all. See, the word Christ in the Greek means anointed. So the translation should read, for many will come in my name, in the name of Jesus, saying, I am anointed or I am an, an anointed one and will lead many astray. Now, this is this makes a lot more sense because this has been going on a lot. And I'm not saying that there aren't any people out there who are anointed because there are. Right. I, I, I know some personally who, who have a strong godly anointing on their lives and, and God bless them. And it's wonderful to partner with them. It's wonderful to, to be on the receiving end of their, their, uh, their ministry. Well, but every, yeah, but every believer, every believer should be walking in an anointing of the Holy spirit. That's particular to their uh, kingdom assignment. So yes. you're talking about a neck, like um, a very strong, like more powerful anointing. That's very visible to everybody yes. else. Like whether it's a healing gift or yeah, well, there, there's words some, of yeah, wisdom. Absolutely. But nonetheless, the passage really says this. So many will come in my name saying, I am anointed. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. And here's what I've noticed. And I was talking to you, Liz, this week. And I was mentioning that very thing to you. And I, I realized this. The, the Holy Ghost showed me this. Most of today's false prophets don't even know. They're false prophets. Ooh. There's fire on that. <laughs> they don't even know they're false prophets. They're convinced that they are anointed. They're convinced that they are of God. Mm. Whoa. Now that now that makes for a much more convincing act. <laughs> See, because I always thought that, oh, false prophets, they're all wolves in sheep's clothing. They're all going, <laughs> I'm a false prophet and I will deceive them. No. Well, yes, there are some like that. Obviously, there are some like that. Yeah, there are. <laughs> I'm not saying there, there aren't any like that. There are some. But that is not necessarily the majority. A lot of them are sincere, but are sincerely wrong and have fallen prey to deceiving spirits. And they have a false anointing that they're operating in. 
and are deceiving many in the process. Mm -hmm. So they think they're led by the spirit of God, but they're not. They're led by deceiving spirits. So they're deceived themselves and they're deceiving other sheep as well. So that's what I what the Lord, Lord showed me. Uh, so not all of them are wolves in sheep's clothing. Now the results are similar. I mean, it hurts the church. It hurts believers. It's, it hurts yeah. the sheep. And and I would say uh, one of the biggest uh, ways to to notice them, um, you know, oftentimes these people talk about, you know, the revelation that the Lord gave them and the, you know, the, like it's it's constantly about what the Lord gave them. And there's no like there's no proof into because you weren't there. Right. It's very so subjective. You, yeah. you take their word for it. But you don't know for for real if they're deceived or if they, you know, may have encountered a spirit that pretended to be Jesus or, or pretended, pretended to be, to an, be angel or... an angel or, you know, or they heard a certain thing and it wasn't of God. So that's why they say, you know, we need to test the spirits. That's test why we have spirits. to listen to the words, because most of the time when the Lord does speak uh, to us through supernatural ways like this, there's always... Um, uh, you know, there's always uh, a word that confirms in the, in the word of God, like oftentimes it's going to be um, something that you can refer to scripture or dig yeah. more into and and the Lord will take it out of scripture or, you know, slightly maybe change the context. But, you know, it comes from, from you. You recognize that it is it's his voice. It's his, right. Yeah. It's not just um like, you know, the we see that a lot on social media, you know, let's say we're talking about a controversial topic and then the person will say, well, I heard, you know, uh, the Lord say this and say that. And a lot of it goes kind of against the word of God yeah. or against, you know, things that we know That's he didn't abolish, That's a that he didn't come flag. to abolish. And we're like, huh, okay, like that doesn't make sense. It's kind of going against the word of God right now, what he's saying. So that's when you have to see that it's not that maybe the person thinks that they really did hear from God, but maybe they weren't really hearing from God. Yeah. And that's because they, you know, they're, they're not able to discern the difference because a lot of these false prophets, um, you know, try to, it's like they're trying to channel spirits basically in the way that, um, you know, that in the way that they're, they're practicing their, um, spirituality if you want i'm not saying you know like there's a difference between praising god and glorifying god and then trying to like almost meditate and like almost channel in angels and you know yeah. get into the supernatural realm uh of something that might not be yes. totally godly and might be attracting Paul. something de demonic and uh you know whenever this praise from what i've experienced whatever there's praise and glorifying God and there's scripture involved, there's no demon that's interested in that. Like they don't partake yeah. in that kind of stuff. But when you're too much into the, you know, that um, maybe uh, partnering with angels, uh, some people really have a. It's the way you invite these things. They, it's they, what they, you say. Like, the way you invite them. There's nothing wrong with partnering with angels. I mean, we see it all over scriptures. But the persons partnering with angels in the scriptures, they weren't seeking to partner with angels yeah and, so, and i've known people even talking about this that were um you know going to the the bethel movement bethel church that were literally asking angels to partner with them and, and talking yeah. to angels and stuff like that like that's what i mean like there's certain things that are dangerous 
Um, and yep. I believe in partnering yeah. with the angels, but in a scripture, like in a, in a godly way, like I'll talk to God and I'll ask God for certain things uh, or for him to send, you know, either ministering angels, warring angels, Angel, angelic um, help, angelic help for certain situations. But I always talk to God. I don't, I'm not talking to the angel itself. Or you know? you're not trying to get to know personally your guardian angel. Uh, and Paul warned against uh, a cult of angels mm -hmm. and uh, it's ongoing and it's very, very strong on the, the side of the new age. They, they, they have, um, I've seen. In and, stores, and, uh, and to say, I, sorry, I didn't want to cut you, I, but I have all, I have spoken to <laughs> angels by saying, thank you for saving me for the, from this situation. Like sometimes, um, you know, once I was walking a, a dog, uh, I was walking yes. my little poodle and I was like, literally, um, almost attacked, charged. you were charged, charged by, two attacked by two huge dogs, one that looked like a Doberman. And I was seriously scared for my dog. I thought he was going to get chewed up alive or one of them was going to jump on me. And, and like I said, in the name of Jesus, go away. And I was like, just staring at them. And they literally like, when they came charging, they literally stopped like if there was a wall or something in front of them. And it was not an electric fence. And they just stopped like right in front of me. And they turned around like if their owner had called them kind of thing. Like it was so strange. And so I, I knew that an, an angel intercepted, like did something right in front of me for them to go like turn. Like they just did a U-turn and just left. Yeah. And it's also because they were coming and charging and they their demeanor totally <laughs> changed. And they were like, Okay, nothing to see here. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, "Thank you, guardian angels. Thank you, thank you." <laughs> uh, and and the, the, sorry to cut you. There was a, once I was washing a knife, and I was we were well, we were arguing. We were kind of arguing while I was washing that knife, and uh, the, the it was a butter knife. The knife was wet, full of soap, and I don't even know how I did that. Um. But I was doing something with the sponge, trying to, there was some really hard grime on the knife and my hand slipped. It just slipped and it went the whole length of the blade, the inside of my hand went the whole length, really holding hard the whole, and I knew I was in trouble. Even if it's a butter knife, when you're holding it this tight and your hands go sliding with soap, the whole length of the knife, I knew there would be blood. So I opened my hand. I'm like, oh no, oh crap. What have I done? And I look at my hand and I expect to see like blood coming out because I felt the blade going in the skin. And, and I, my, my hand is intact. It, it was completely intact. There was not even a scratch. And I was like, how is that possible? And I look at Liz and I say, wow, wow. Even though we were arguing, an angel had mercy on me. <laughs> an angel had mercy on me because look, like my, my hand was completely intact. So I knew that, that that was angelic protection because I really had felt the blade go in and I was worried about the results and it was all good. But all that we took a kind of a detour towards uh, Albuquerque here. <laughs> uh, but I was saying about the, the false prophets who don't know they're false prophets. Now, this is scriptural because check it out in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23. Jesus is talking about the end times when he's separating the sheep from the goats. Remember that? And he says, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, pay attention. Did we not prophesy in your name 
and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name. Mm. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evil doers. So the deception in the end times is going to be really, really intense. And that is why that was my first point to really check yourself to see if you're walking in the truth. Test the spirits like Elizabeth mentioned. If, if there's an angel that appears, ask him in the name of Jesus. Talk about the blood of Jesus if you have to. They can't stand that, the demons. You need that. Those We, we don't do that because well, oh, an angel is in our room. Where we're like, and and I, I get it. I mean, I get it. Like, whoa, whoa, wow, that's amazing. There's an angel right there. Yes, sir. What, what, what can I do for you? We don't think of saying in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, identify yourself. Because in the end times, there's going to be a lot of angels disguised, uh, uh, not angels, but um, fallen angels disguised as angels of light. And we know that there's workers of iniquity disguised as workers of light. And we know that the devil himself disguises as an, uh, himself as an angel of light. So all these things, they are happening at an accelerated rate. They're multiplying more and more, and we need to be more discerning. And I've been kind of lax myself in the last two, three years, been kind of lax, been, been more, um, uh, I guess, not doing it enough, not, not testing these things enough, not being firm enough in my, in my convictions. And, and, and uh, you know, when you don't do these things, you might find yourself at the receiving end of potential curses. Uh, or, you know, if you if you're too willing to receive prophecies from just anybody, I remember I was listening to a preacher when he says, do not be hasty and getting people to lay hands on you. And that is one of the best advice I ever got, because if you don't know the person well, you be very careful. It's not because of hearsay. Oh, I, I you know, my friend says he's a good person or mm -hmm. oh, so and so knows him and he's a or her and and that's a great person or great prophet and and yeah i'm going to you know they're going to put their hands on me and do impartations or whatnot be very careful who you allow to lay hands on you okay you be very careful about that and also the words you receive you don't have like, the words you get from if someone says i have a prophetic word for you that's fine but uh, if the prophetic word, first of all, goes against scriptures, you don't you re, you reject that in Jesus' name. Now, if the prophetic word you have a doubt about because it doesn't square with who you are or it doesn't square with what you have as a conviction from God, you can reject that, or or you can tell the Lord, "Look, Lord, when in doubt, do without." If that's from you, you're gonna have to give me confirmation at a later time. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you pray to God. You, you don't have to receive everything that that, that is, uh, quote unquote, from a prophet or anointed person. or, or and, and that's the mistake we've been making. There's a lot. And, and there's a lot. Like I said, a lot of them mean well, but they're deceived themselves. So imagine the damage they can do. Imagine the damage that can be done by someone who's convinced that they are of God when they are indeed being used by evil spirits. That's even worse in a way than those who actually know what they're doing. Well, yeah. they're both bad. But anyway, I won't go into debate but what's worse or whatnot, but it can be very dangerous. Okay, enough with that. Liz, I wanted you to talk about the point number two. So point number two is you shall prepare. So about um, about a good year ago. More like two. 
two or a year ago. Uh, anyway, I think two years. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, a while back, let's say a year or two years ago, um, I uh, I had a, a dream. I don't remember what the dream was, but oftentimes the Lord will speak to me, um, and I'll hear like I'll hear something. Um, I'll hear like the Holy Spirit speak to me, and I'll wake up, and it's sort of like a, a message that goes in my head, but like plays over and over again kind of thing. So it's sometimes it's like two, three words. Um, it depends. And it was, you shall prepare, you shall prepare. And oftentimes it's the answer to something that I had asked that I had asked previously, you know, um, sometimes I'll ask certain questions to the Lord and then, uh, you know, I'll get answers like that during, during the night. And then, so I woke up and I said, that's interesting you shall prepare was playing over and over again in my head. And that's how I woke up. So I knew I had to dig in to find out more, right. Of how I should prepare. So then I, you know, like the Lord likes to sometimes kind of get us on a treasure hunt, right. Well, he gives us information and then we dig and we, we, you know, try to get uh, more insights, pray about it more, uh, you know, read scripture. Sometimes we get insights through scriptures. Um, and so, um, uh, in that, during that week, my daughter and I were praying and I was putting her to bed. She's a, she was about, uh, eight years old. And, um, she says, mom, while you were praying, I heard you shall prepare, you shall prepare. And so during that, during those weeks that followed, the Lord clearly showed us that, um, at the time, you know, we had to be smart with our, our money, you know, to, um, to prepare for the things that were going to come, you know, to put provision aside and, you know, different things in, in the physical, but there was also the spiritual uh, sense of it. And that was huge. You know, the Lord has really been preparing us ever since, uh, you know, for such a time as this, as the times that, you know, we didn't know everything that was going to unfold. It was just like the beginning of COVID and we didn't know everything that was going to happen and everything that was going to unfold. But, you know, the Lord really wants us to be on guard. He really wants us to be prepared, to be close to him. And um, now more than ever, it's a you shall prepare a season where mm -hmm. these words are coming back. And um, they're important now more than ever because of, you know, the demonic um, uh, spiritual warfare that has heightened up, that has amped up, if you want. So even now more than ever, we have to really uh, be seeking his face, be uh, asking, you know, Holy Spirit, you know, uh, to to guide us and uh, to direct our, our steps and what we should be doing in the season. And, and, you know, if there's anything that you need to repent of, if there's anybody that uh, you're bitter against or that you're angry towards or whatnot, to, to really let go and to let go of that bitterness and forgive and, and make amends with whoever need to, you need to make amends with, yes. you know, to really be like spiritually clean and, um, you know, to be, uh, because the Lord is coming back, right? He's preparing yeah, us for get, his return. Get, get your house in order. Yeah. Get your house in order. Yeah. So, so we can feel that in the spirit that it's getting close, you know, it's getting close to that time um, where he, he is asking us to prepare to, because he wants to come back for uh, a, a spotless bride, right? Um, not people like, you know, a partying and, you know, kind of being like, oh, he's going to come back. But like in 10 years, 15 years from now, I've got all the time in the world kind of thing, you know. In other words, it's not so, business as usual. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, a lot of people, um, a lot of believers, you know, 
get very focused right now on, you know, what the government's doing and what Biden's doing and what they're saying and, uh, and everything that they're doing with COVID and the restrictions. And it's like the enemy just wants you to be focused on what he's doing. And while you're playing the news and you're watching what he's doing and, and you know, searching conspiracy videos of, of what they're planning and this and that, it's all, you know, focusing on the wrong thing we're not preparing when we're doing that what are you doing is we're that, not is that we're not preparing spiritually for what god has for us you know because you know a lot of people think that god is just sitting back and going well i'm just gonna let things play out and uh you know i know what he's gonna do in advance and i'm just gonna do nothing here and uh, eventually when i decide i'm gonna come on my horse and you know save everybody and that'll be that'll be the end it's like a lot of Christians have this false notion, but God is actually, you know, Jesus is moving um, and doing things in the spirit and decreeing over our lives and moving us in different areas. And he's wanting us to be victorious. He's wanting us to fight the enemy, not to sit and th have a defeated mindset and just wait for the end to come. You know, he didn't put us on the earth to to just do that. Mm -hmm. Right. So there, we're still supposed to, um, you know, even if we know the enemy, I mean, a lot of you, um, remnants I know are kind of overwhelmed by all this and thinking, well, you know, the end is near, I'm just going to accept it and I'm just going to do nothing and just wait for it to happen. Well, we're not being effective that way. No, we're not, no. we're not helping build the kingdom. You no, know, we so still, we still we, have a mandate to fulfill. Yeah, and, we, uh, not a mandate. And it like says the word mandate, before the, the mission to fulfill from the Lord. Yeah. And the assignment. it says that the world has to hear the kingdom message be pre being preached all over the world before the end, um, the end comes. Guess who's going to do the preaching? And it's you and me. Yeah, and and, and her. so many people don't even understand the kingdom message. Like they don't even understand how the kingdom of God operates here on this earth, how the laws operate, how they can um, partner with God to move things in a certain direction to fulfill His will in your life to to partner with Him in your kingdom purpose from assignment to assignment, they don't understand any of that. And so if you're new to this and you're like, Liz, what are you talking about? Well, go to our podcast, thrivingonpurpose.com, click on the podcast button and it'll lead to all the episodes. We have tons and tons of episodes where we talk about the kingdom of God and we yeah. talk about all kinds of things that are going to help you in your walk with Christ. And they're going to give you that knowledge that you need so that you don't feel defeated and you, you, you are victorious, right? In your mindset, not just physically, but in your mindset as well. So it's important to stay sharp, to read your word, to learn, to continue to grow, continue to grow so that the Lord can expand your mind, um, to stay positive in your self-talk and the way you talk about what's what's going on always be expecting god to do something great in your life and not looking at what the enemy's doing so so like there's fourfold preparation that i think is is important to mention here because yeah. human beings were multifaceted and and you know you shall prepare was an important word when you see that when we received that we received that word as a family mm -hmm. so i understood it like like liz understood it in a certain way mm -hmm. and she brought a lot to the table but I understood in another way. And I was like, you know what? There's a full fourfold preparation here. And I want to share it with you. Number one, there's prepare mentally. And Liz was just mentioning that. Um, the mindset in these days is going to be essential. It's going to be very, very crucial for believers. See, a lot of us are deep spiritually. Mm -hmm. but we're not so uh, 
we don't do that much personal growth. And I think personal growth in this season is very, very important for, for believers. So uh, stay sharp, read a lot. And I, of course, read the Bible, but read other books too that are going to help you with your mind, with your mindset, with your attitude, with your character. Read books that are going to build you up strong in a strong way. Uh, so personal growth, mindset. Uh, don't uh, watch yourself talk. Because oftentimes the devil gets us through our self-talk. We might feel like we, when we think we're strong, that's when he can trip us up. Mm-hmm. And our self-talk is so important. And I'm, uh, I'm the first guy, like, I need to tell myself that because oftentimes my self-talk is very detrimental to my walk. So you can read your word all you want. You, you can decree and declare. But you know what? If your self-talk in your own mind is corrupted, the devil has a foothold. And it can keep you down. So you got to watch that. So preparing mentally is so important. Now, preparing physically. Preparing physically. That sounds a little bit uh, maybe cliche for for some of you. But it's so important to stay fit. You know, a a sound mind and a a fit body. um, You know, all these things do matter. So stay fit. Don't don't neglect your physical health. I know we're spiritual beings. Yeah, I know we're told to, to pursue, you know, spiritual growth and all that. But oftentimes we neglect our body. Yeah. And we're not talking about, you know, uh, looking like a, mod, a supermodel. No, we're talking no, about just staying in shape. We're just talking being able about to... being healthy. Yeah. Really like, you know, a lot of uh, believers want to do a lot for God, but, you know, they're constantly eating tons of junk food and they don't do any walking and they're they're, you know, just always, always stagnant. And so that is really, really bad for your health. And, you know, um, the Lord has kingdom assignments for you. He has kingdom, a kingdom purpose. And that involves movement that involves you doing something. And so if we're not, you know, healthy, then we're not going to stick around very long to do any of it. Right. So it's, it's just being conscious that God does care about us taking care of our health of, of, you know, being, uh, he created your body as well, yeah. right? Yes, it's the temple of the Holy Ghost. Exactly. And you want him to abide in a temple that is well taken care of, basically, right? So uh, another thing that uh, is important in the physical realm, we're talking about physical realm, and I've said that many times on the broadcast, you know, buying extra food and maybe, maybe even some ammo doesn't make you any less spirit-filled, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> And this yeah. is for someone out there. We're talking this about this is for someone out there. And, and, and I know that there, there's some uh, people out there that don't like hearing that no. because they think, oh, the, 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 uh, he's going to send angels. He's going to do this. Eh, careful with that. God, I really believe that God, when, when he gives us a heads up, a warning, he expects us to follow through. I mean, if you're seeing, uh, if you see the danger, and, and you don't prepare. It says that there's a proverb there. I forget which proverb. But it says uh, the fool sees the danger and, and just like goes towards it. And the, the wise man just hides. Like he, he's like, okay, something's happening here. I, I better be careful. Well, yeah. it, it's smart when you see danger approaching to prepare in the physical. There's nothing. Oh, oh you're, not, you're not not being spiritual when you do that. You're being smart. Okay. So that's just smart. So you can do that. Uh, Preparing yeah, with extra, you know, they, they recommend the three months uh, of extra yeah, food. They, like, you know, don't have that mindset where a lot of people that are, um, you know, hoping for the rapture to come like right away. And so they have this mindset where, 
oh, the government, you know, wants our, like they believe that the government's going to take care of them and that they don't have to worry and that they'll, the stores will never be empty. And, well, you know, there's always, listeners. I hope they're, they're, yeah, they're, well, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know listeners. some people that are a very Baptist in that way. And, um, they, oh, they how really, dare you say that? They really believe that, you know, the rapture is going to come and everything's going to be great and dandy and we don't have to do any prepping. And what are you talking about? The government is not, you know, um, evil and everything is great. And, you know, there's always going to be food in our, in our uh, stores and they're never going to stop us from going to buy anything and yada, yada. Okay. So obviously most of you listeners have been listening to us for a long, for a while, you know, where we stand on that. So we're just saying, you know, be, um, be smart. You know, the Lord is all about being smart. He is very smart and giving us Holy spirit insights, even on what to invest. He cares about our financial well-being. Yeah. So, you know, like buy some gold and silver from Kitco, get yourself, you know, if you can't afford gold and get yourself some silver coins, just, you know, get your hands on something so that you can um, have that stored and just in case you need it. Have, right? a, have, a, have a varied, if you're, if you're into investing your money, have a varied uh, portfolio. Don't put everything in the bank. Don't put everything in one <laughs> basket, Yeah. you know. It's good to have a lot of variety, and, I, and I'm all for that. So uh, if ever, uh, if, let's say you invested in four different venues, well, if let's say two fall, you still have two that that, that might still uh, help you in, in times of trouble. So yeah, it's good and, to do that. And the Lord um, was showing me that uh, actually in the last month when when we were talking about investments and stuff, and um, I we went to our financial advisor and we asked them, you know, uh, you know, our pension and this and that, like, how, where is that place? Like, what exactly do you consider safe? Because, you know, when you say, I want something really, really safe, because we know the times that we're living, you know, it was good to be risky and all and to to have, uh, you know, a riskier portfolio, if you want, knowing that, that yielded a higher uh, potential reward. Yeah, yeah, that was good for a certain time. But now knowing what might be coming ahead, uh, you know, we've gotten a lot of uh, prophetic words, a lot of insights on a possible uh, dollar, financial dollar. crash. Yeah. Well, you don't want to have everything at high risk, right? You want to change everything back to as secure as possible. But when you ask your financial advisor, what does that mean? <laughs> Mine had told me uh, it meant that he was going to invest in government and in housing. So for me, investing in government depends, depends what season, uh, we're in. you know. The, that that didn't float my boat. I wasn't too happy about that. So we had to discuss it and change things into what I felt the Holy Spirit was leading me into saying that, okay, that's secure and that isn't. That's and so we, we modified things. So just go and, you know, if you have everything stuck in a bank, in a national bank, you want to move your things out of there and, and transition your rears into uh, more diversity, you know, with uh, Real, other companies that can invest in 401c, 401c3, is that it? The rears in, in, the, in the United 401k. States. 401k, sure. 401k. So, yeah, yeah. in the so US, it's, it's 401k. In Canada, they're called RRSPs. So, just so, you, like, when you say rears, that's the, yeah. the French term. So, you, <laughs> like, people will be like, what's a rear? Like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyway, so just find out exactly what they're talking about because. You know, if there's a financial crash, 
you know, oil and, and certain necessities will always be in demand, but there's other things if they're investing in Bitcoin and uh, the, the new Apple uh, technology, uh, that's going to go down, you know, like so. Potentially. Yeah. So, you know, people's needs are going to change, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, when the store shelves are, are empty of food, for example, let, let's say let's say we're going towards uh, uh, hyperinflation and people can't eat anymore. Well, guess what? They won't go running. At least I'm thinking they won't go, but they might. People are nuts. And they might go. <laughs> they might go running after the latest iPhone, even if they don't have any bread. But <laughs> I hope they not. might. But I don't think so. I think that that their 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 wants and needs and desires are, are going to shift. So obviously, it's going to affect the economy. It's going to affect all kinds of stuff. So it, it, these are things we need to be aware of. So then there's the physical preparation, emotional preparation, emotional preparation. See, how would you prepare emotionally if you knew in advance? Let me ask you that question. How would you prepare emotionally if you knew in advance that tomorrow morning God would lift the veil separating our dimension from the demonic and all of a sudden you would see all the demonic entities around you. You would see aliens, UFOs, uh, all kinds of ugly demonic creatures. How would you prepare emotionally to deal with that? I'm throwing that question your way. I know it sounds sci-fi, but what I'm saying by prepare emotionally, you need to be emotionally healthy because you might see in your lifetime, I don't know if it's going to be 2022 or 2023 or maybe even not at all in your lifetime, but you might see stuff in your lifetime that you're not ready to handle emotionally. Mm-hmm. So you need to be aware of that. How I always have these conversations with myself because I'm a little bit weird. So I always ask myself, how would I react if I saw alien greys in my backyard when I go to make my dog pee at night? How would I react if I saw a Sasquatch in front of me, nine foot tall, mm-hmm. uh, bulging muscles, and I'm in the woods just walking, trying to have a good time? How would I react if, how would I react if... How would, would I pee myself? Most probably. I mean, let's be honest, it, it could happen. But the point is you have to test yourself emotionally. What are you able to handle? What are you able to handle? And that's a question you can ask the Lord. Lord, am I emotionally healthy? And if I'm not, Lord, what do I need to do to be healthy emotionally? What hurts of my past am I still carrying? What issues do I have right now today that you want me to address? Mm-hmm. These are things we don't always dare to go to. This isn't like stuff we don't really like there, to talk there, about, but it's it's yeah. there. there. I mean, is, we're all we all have our own set of trauma or unhealthy emotions that that need to be rectified. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of people walking around with a lot of bitterness and you know um, there's always a, a good excuse to hold on to it. You know, you don't understand what that person did to me. You don't understand, uh, you know, how unfair this was and what happened to me and this and that. And and I and, and I can understand that because I've gone through things myself. But um, at one point, it it becomes crucial for your spiritual well-being and your mental well-being and your emotional well-being to let go of certain things and just leave it in the hands of God and say, you know, Lord, I need you to heal me from this trauma, this 
thing that happened to me. I need to be able to let go and to just, um, you know, not you're, we're never really accepting that, that the person did a certain thing, you know, but being able to, to say, you know, it's between them and God, the way that they held, you know, they behaved and what they did. And I'm just, you know, I'm leaving that in your hands, Lord, and just heal me um, of this trauma, help me to move forward um, so that I can, you know, be emotionally healthy and just accept that, um, you know, that person is just not fit mentally or, um, you know, just was in a bad place. A lot of people, you know, have been controlled even by uh, demonic entities, demonic spirits, making them do a certain thing that's been well, evil. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, and so, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, it's separating the person from the thing from the influence that influenced them to yeah. do a certain thing. So that's when, when you're able to see that in the spirit, you're able to let go and forgive and say, you know what, I'm not going to hold on to that. That, that concerns them. And I just want to be healthy. I just want to live my life. I want to look forward to things in my life. I don't want to dwell on this because what happens when you're in anger and bitterness, you're, uh, constantly replaying things, rehashing things, things play over and over in your head. And that is so, so unhealthy. And it's so not going to help you have the right mindset to go through the things that are coming. And we need to be strong uh, in a kingdom mindset so that we can persevere and we can, you know, uh, fly as eagles in the storm uh, that's that is of the end days and not be emotionally crushed and not be able to handle anything that comes our way because exactly. we're still dwelling on things that happened 20 years ago. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So let's recap, prepare mentally, prepare physically. Like I said, maybe three months of food is okay. Like you don't want to go all full prepper. Like, well, you might, I mean, if that's your thing, you know, bunker and underground bunker. And like that's, that's between you and God. And it depends where you live too. I mean, uh, there's some places maybe you want to go on a full, <laughs> full prepper. I'm just saying three months of food is a general or becoming rule. becoming a smart. homestead person that lives in. Yeah. Yeah. But, but okay. generally speaking, at least three, three months of food set aside. That's smart. Uh, there's some gold and silver investments, uh, uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, some protection also. If you, if you, if you have gun, uh, uh, shotgun, whatever. Because, you know, home invasions do happen. All that stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing unspiritual about that. There's nothing anti-Christian about these things. They're smart. Prepare emotionally like we just uh, went through. Now, finally, and, and last but not least, prepare spiritually. Yeah, spiritually. And, just, I, and I put a, I put that quote today on, on Facebook before you dive in. Listen, I put that, that quote on Facebook today. Keep your eyes on Jesus, your nose in your Bible, and your ears on the truth only because we live in deceitful times. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, you know, about, I know like for a lot of people that live in Texas and whatnot, you know, there's, um, you know, guns are like normal and permitted, but there might be other people that are listening to us that um, from other areas of the, of the United States that it's not so permitted or, you know, you're not able to, to get your hands on one of these things. Obviously you need a permit. You have to have gone through the course to get all that. But, you know, there's other ways that you can protect yourself. You can go get self-defense classes. Yes. You can, um, you know, go to those those um, stores there for self-defense, e even online where they have like 
pepper spray. They have all kinds of different things that you can have that, you know, are okay for you to have that you can keep hidden in your home so that if ever there is something that Some happens trouble. in your area, like, you know, we've seen in the United States, I mean, there's been cities where it was free for all and people we were, you know, burning, looting, whatever, getting into people's houses, stealing, doing whatever, because they knew that the cops weren't going to do anything because of the situation in their town. The, the cops couldn't. So, so again, you need to ask yourself the question, what would I do yeah. if tomorrow morning in my town, anarchy broke yeah. out? What to, would I do if mm -hmm. someone uh, comes in my house and wants to harm me or my family? What would I do? These are hypothetical questions, and I pray that it never happens to any of you, right. uh, dear listeners. Or, uh, but these are questions you need to ask yourself, and it, and everybody lives in a different geographical location. Uh, so I'm talking to people all over the world. So obviously, each situation is different, and you know what your place where your abode is like and what your neighborhood is like. So you need to make, you know, spirit led decisions pertaining to these matters. So number three, expect shocking exposures. So that's the next point, expect shocking exposures. And there's a quote right there that I really wanted to uh, begin with. And I wrote that so you can tweet it if you want. Christians smile when wicked political leaders fall. They applaud when Hollywood debauchery is exposed. But how will you fare if your favorite preacher or teacher is exposed for unimaginable evils? Maybe some of you have never asked yourselves that question. Because, hey, they're your pastor, they're your teacher, they're your, your favorite guru, whatever. But how would you fare if tomorrow morning that person that you listen to every week, that you admire, that you trust, would be accused and found guilty of unimaginable evils? This is the situation that I believe is going to happen in the next few years, possibly in 2022. There's already been some, there's already been some shocking exposures in the past, and I'm not going to name any names. But there's more coming and there's more coming that are going to be even more shocking. Mm. So what will you do when that happens? Will you will you burn that person's books? If you have a, a few of their books, will you burn their books? Will you question your faith? Because for some of you, seeing your favorite Bible teacher or pastor, if they're exposed, some of you might question your own faith and be like, well, what was I believing this whole time? What? was I I've been had Christianity is a sham or faith is a sham or why did I believe that some of you who are weaker the weaker brethren might even fall away now you have to put yourself in that situation what would I do tomorrow morning if so and so were to be caught in the worst I'm not talking Jim Baker stuff with fraudulent money stuff that's nothing that's that's coke diet coke I'm talking bourbon, whiskey. <laughs> I'm talking the big stuff. The stuff that would that you don't even dare to think about. Okay? So what would you do? And you know, the Apostle Paul warned us. He said that there would be a great falling away in the end times. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, we 1 through 3, we read. 
Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter. And I like this, the fact that he says that, because this is something we should be telling one another all the time. You know, when we look around and like, we, we shouldn't be troubled. We should be, in, in fact, and I'm going to talk about this later, but more expectant of his return and, and, and hopeful. Hey, hey, this means like, for example, when a woman has, I remember when Liz, we had our babies and, and, and she had contractions, you know, when the, when the woman has contractions, yeah, it can be, you know, you're stressed and you're agitated, but you're hopeful. You're excited. Mm -hmm. You know, it's coming. You're happy. You're like, wow, I'm going to be soon. I'm going to be holding my son or daughter. How exciting this is. Well, that's kind of like, that's what we need to be thinking like. Anyway, I, I'm on a tangent here. So, yeah, so, so wait, let me so finish, reason... let me finish, let me finish the, the, the word. The, the, yeah. I'm reading the, the, spirit, the, the word here. Either by spirit or word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come. The day of the return of Jesus Christ will not come unless... The falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Now, we have yet to see how this great apostasy of the end times will happen. Will it happen gradually? Because this has been going on for, for, for some time now. I mean, there's there's been a gradual exodus from Christianity, or ch should I say churchianity, more and more people are leaving organized religion. So there's an exodus, but it's not always a bad thing. See, I, I've done broadcasts about this in the past, explaining that some of these folks leaving church are actually seeking more of God, not less. So that's that's a, a double-edged sword. <laughs> On the one hand, it could be worrisome. Oh, people are leaving the church. They're, they're leaving Christianity. This is this is the, the, the great apostasy, not necessarily... So it could be happening gradually, or it could happen suddenly. And what I mean by suddenly is if tomorrow morning, or, or, or if let's say during the course of a year, there's massive exposures of wolves in sheep's clothing, because there's many of those in the church today, wolves in sheep's clothing. And no, like people don't, don't know when you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived, right? So these wolves, when... The fleece is removed from their, 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 their fleece costume is removed and people see the wolf. A lot of us, a lot of, a lot of believers, a lot of Christians might be shocked beyond belief. What? So-and-so did such and such? How is that even possible? Now, what if this could cause a great apostasy? I think if this happens, this could cause many to fall away, to be like Christianity, or rather in their case, churchianity is not for me. I'm leaving churchianity or Christianity. What they thought was Christianity. I I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole anymore. So there would be a falling away after that. That's a possibility. I'm, I'm just, I'm not saying that's how it's going to happen. I'm just saying, expect massive okay, exposures. Why are we saying that? Why are we saying that? You need to get to that part. Well, you go so, ahead, Lizzie. So, yeah. So we're not hypothesizing. We know it's coming. 
because the way you're talking is like you don't know if it's going to happen, but you you're asking them to prepare. I believe it's going to so happen, but I don't know. So he's how it's had a come. dream about leaders falling. So you can Absolutely. go see that on YouTube. Um, leaders uh, will fall, I think, is the title where he's had a, a dream about that. Yeah. Um, I've had I two dreams, actually. Yeah, exactly. Two dreams. Um, one of uh, uh, symbolizing eagles. Eagles, which so meant pr prophetic, prophetic being, being affected. Yeah, it was going to affect basically leaders in the church. That's yeah. what it meant. The eagles, uh, dead eagles. It was a dream about dead eagles. And the other were fallen trees. So if you want to go on YouTube, I made a video about this. Uh, it was entitled, so you go on Thriving on Purpose on YouTube. It was called Leaders Will Fall. Yeah. So if you want to watch that, that's... Uh, Search our to channel to, to listen to that one. And um, one that I did not share, had a dream. I won't go into the details of it um, because... Um, because you're not at liberty to go. Yeah, I, I don't want to right now. But um, what I will say is that the Lord showed me somebody... Um, that is a very well-known minister, influential. Um, very influential. And the person um, in the dream was um, was behaving in a way that was uh, very, um, how should I say it, very predatorial, uh, acting like a predator uh, towards uh, young women in the church. And... Um, when I woke woke up of the from the dream, uh, what the Lord, what what my spirit was saying um, was the message I kept playing over and over in my head was wolf in sheep's clothing, wolf in sheep's clothing, and I saw the person, and I'm not going to say who it is, but that's why I'm saying, you know, we've had dreams, uh, we know this is coming, that you know God is going to expose false pastors some of them have very very huge church uh, i'm not telling you to beware of everybody with a huge church but you know um it is very um um deceiving in the sense that a lot of people a lot of christians look at a ministry and think oh well that's a thriving ministry because they're making tons of money and look everybody's giving to them and they're so like god's blessed them there's so much provision there and uh, therefore, you know, they are godly and they've got like, I don't know how many thousand people that go to their church. So that's a godly ministry. And that's where I'm going to give. That's a kingdom ministry. And that's why I say, like, you've got to pray for discernment of where God is leading you to sow your money, because, you know, uh, a lot of people are giving to these ministries that are uh, <laughs> no longer being led by the Holy Spirit that, you know, unf unfortunately, um, you know, are rotten to the core like there's a lot of sin going behind closed yeah. doors and uh people are deceived people don't know and you can't know right you can't you can't know unless god shows you these things so it's really important to follow the leading of the holy spirit when it's time to give your money to a kingdom ministry to pray to ask god where is he leading you to uh sow because you don't want to sow into ministry um, that is not a uh, kingdom ministry that is not doing the will of god you don't want to partner um, unknowingly with bad seed, if you want. Amen to that. Now we're at point number four now. The, the next thing to um, to be aware of in 2022, expect continuing hyperinflation. Expect continuing hyperinflation. There's a lot of watchmen. 
that I've listened to throughout the years, trusted watchmen who have been on the wall. They've been warning for this time we're in now for at least a decade, if not more. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're, we are in hyperinflation right now. And some people are, it's funny because it's like the frog in the kettle. Some people aren't even aware. I, it amazes me. <laughs> they didn't see it's everything like, shrink. What, like, not only the, <laughs> Double in the, price. the, the stuff is shrinking. <laughs> I mean, I remember buying uh, Swan, I, I, Swanson Hungry Man. I mean, a Swanson Hungry Man was a huge box. And it's not because I don't cook. He just likes the taste. No, it just, it's just <laughs> reminds me of my childhood when we were when we would eat TV dinners. But the point is, I like to treat myself to a Swanson Hungry Man once in a while. We were talking about healthy treat. living. We were, we were talking about healthy living earlier. So much for that. Anyway, and I go to the store. I'm at Walmart. And I'm looking at the, the Hungry Man. I'm like, did I get bigger or are these boxes smaller? Because I used to eat that as a kid. And I was like, no, the, the hungry man. They were, it was really hungry man. But now the portions were like the, the regular Swanson dinners from when I was a kid. They were the same size. And it said hungry man on it. It's like, that's a hungry man. That's hungry boy. What is that? <laughs> what the heck is that? And, and I, was with hungry my, kid. <laughs> I was with my 12-year-old son. I said, son, if you ate that, would you be okay? He says, well, it's not very big. My 12-year-old son says it's not very big. I said, it says hungry man on it. I'm like, what is that? Shame on you, Swanson. Shame on you, hungry man. For, for That's false publicity. But the point is, we've seen the portion shrink, and we've seen the, the prices skyrocket like crazy. And everything. And it's it's crazy. And, and some people just aren't. They're just like, they're just, like it, it costs us close to $75 more yeah. for groceries now than it did last year. $75 for a family of five per week. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. So, you have so to the, scratch and, things and off. it's and it, from what I've heard and from what I, from the research I've done, it's only the beginning of, and, and you know, some things read, I've been so insulted. I just don't buy it anymore. <laughs> like yeah. you're insulting me with this. Bag. But you know, we're, we're warned of this. We're warned of this, that uh, someday it's going to be real bad. Something is going to be real bad. So whether we're in the tribulation now, I don't have the answer to that. The certain, the certain, certain answer, I don't have it. But I can tell you what Revelation six verses five and six says, though. It's talking about the third seal, and the third seal talks about scarcity on the earth. Mm. And it says this: It says, "When he opened the third seal, I heard the I heard the third living creature say, Come and see.' So I looked, and behold, a black horse." And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. In other words, it was absolutely crazy. Uh, I, I, I don't have the, the, I didn't take up the statistics of what the Bible says for the denarius and the quart of wheat and what it's worth and what it was worth. But the point is, in the context of this passage, we're talking about crazy prices, crazy prices for your regular sustenance. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we're getting ready. Uh, and that's why it's also a good idea to stock up that maybe have th just three months of food stocked up. And, and stock up on the stuff that won't go bad, like, like uh, well, they'll take some time to go bad, like peanut butter, 
like uh, flour, bread flour, to, to be able to make your own bread if need be. And what else can they stock up on? You have some ideas here? Maybe you can recommend? Yeah, like, uh, you know, things that you know that you use all the time, you know, if... Oatmeal. If, if, oatmeal uh, is good too. Yeah, the, obviously dried Rice. dried proteins, dried, um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, not lentils, but um, I have the French word in my head. Like, you know, dried peas, lentils, different things like that that give you protein yes. that you can stretch and they can, can they soup. can keep on the shelf for a really long time so like chickpeas red kidney beans you know you can make chili uh you know tomato tomato cans um uh flour learn how to make your own bread learn how to make your own bread i know for some of you are yes. like i've never cooked I'd, i have no idea how to do this you can get a simple bread machine and just get um, you know, the basics that you need to make bread, it's really like very stupid. Like it's like four ingredients. It's so simple and easy. So that can go a really long way. Um, I started doing it, uh, you know, just to have bread on hand and stuff because we're more in the like countryside. So when the, the weather is bad, we don't have to go to the store as, as often. But I thought it was a, a good thing to have just because you never know, right? Um, if things go re uh, way higher, we already know the price of bread has uh, gone higher for a good quality bread. So you can make it yourself and it'll cost you less. Um, oils, um, sugar. Yes, you know, oils are good. Yes. Things that sugar you can store in vinegar. You know, if there's certain uh, vegetables uh, that you can you know, store in like, like uh, what do you call marinades and stuff that you yes. can keep a long time. Uh, jams, peanut butter. You know stuff like that so yeah. so that, these are all things to consider um it's good to have on hand and uh, especially if prices spike the way i think they're going to spike you're going to be happy you bought some yeah and now you even have time. dried peanut butter powder that exists that you can just mix with water i'd like to try and that they actually do it good. mostly for protein to add in shakes for bodybuilders but that stuff actually keeps really well so you can you know use it if you were stuck <laughs> Number five of things to watch for for 2022, things to do. Discipline yourself to fast and pray for direction. Obviously, hello. Um, obviously, you're going to need to really, really keep your eyes and your hand, hand in hand, walk hand in hand with the Lord. Keep your eyes in your Bibles. Fast and pray. Learn to fast <laughs> for so many reasons. That, like oh, I'm saying this. For the spiritual breakthrough it can give you, which are absolutely yeah. astoundingly amazing when you reach. And it's all often like 85% of the time they happen at the end of the fast. Mm -hmm. That's how the Lord operates in my life. I don't know about you guys, but learn to fast. It's a discipline that is, um, it, it, it's funny because it's kind of like trending on YouTube, but it's more like a kind of diets. People are like using fast as diets now. Yeah. It's just weird that there's no spirituality involved. They're just saying like the benefits of fasting and here's how you're going to lose weight. And, but learn to fast for the spiritual breakthroughs attached, but also to discipline your flesh, to discipline your body and to make you realize that, hey, you can go quite a long time without eating and being okay. So that's surprising. That the first uh, times I fasted, that's what surprised me the most. I was like, well, look at that. I was able to do this and I was able to do that. And I, I, I didn't fall on my face like I thought I would. And, and I, I was able to go a few days and, and I was okay. So 
learning to fast. Uh, traditional wisdom and intel may fail us during the challenges ahead because what we're used to is changing. See, uh, normal isn't coming back. Jesus is coming back. So once you get that straight in your mind, you're like, okay, yeah, okay. So, so we're going to need supernatural wisdom and discernment. So we can't, we can't rely on traditional wisdom anymore. We need to rely on supernatural wisdom and discernment. That happens by fasting and praying. So check it out, guys. We obtain from God what we ask from God. Ask and you shall receive. We obtain from God what we ask of him. For example, if you ask him to show you his love, he will show you his love. If you ask him to show you his glory, well, guess what? If you're ready, he will show you his glory. Now, if you ask God, if you ask him to show you the truth in all things, now, very few people do that. In my experience, in my ministry experience and in my life, I have met very few people who were really, really wanting the truth not the truth about a certain verse or the truth about a dream you had or the truth about the truth in all things and prayed fervently for it day after day after day. That I've met very few people who, who have done that, but check it out. If you are asking the Lord to show you the truth in all things, ask yourself this. Am I ready to receive the truth in all things because there's things that you're going to receive from God and God is gentle. He, he's not violent. He's not going to show you truths that are going to shock you, <laughs> but he's going to do it gradually. But you need to ask yourself if, if, if the Lord shows me the truth in all things and I seek the truth in all things, will I walk in the truth in all things? If those truths suddenly do not align with what I thought was true. Oh, not steep what I just said. Mm. So if you've believed something is true for the last 25 years and you ask God for the truth in all things and all of a sudden he shows you that what you've been believing or walking in for the last 25 years, you need to let go. It's not true. Are you going to do it? See, are you, are you ready for it? That's what I'm asking you. If you're, if you're, what you're asking the Lord for, are you ready for it? If you're asking him for his glory, are you ready for it? I mean, a lot of people seek the Lord. They want his glory. Now, if Jesus appeared in your room, shining in all of his glory, are you ready for that? I have to ask myself that question recently. It's funny because I was like, yeah, I'd like to have an encounter with the Lord. But then I was like, but I'm afraid. Like Peter, you know, I feel dirty. I, I, I'm not perfect, but I, I can't feel dirty. He washed me. He washed me. I'm washed by the blood of Jesus. So then you have these conflicting thoughts. What would I do if I met him in person? If he appeared in front of me, would I be like, Peter, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. Or would I be, oh, Lord, I'm so happy to see you, or your love, and, and I'm so happy. How would I be? How would I react? Am I ready for an encounter with Jesus? I had to ask myself these questions. And you know what? I, I didn't find I passed that test. And, and I'm asking the Lord to make me ready for an encounter with him because I'm realizing I, ha I have a ways to go. So I guess I'm not ready or mature enough yet for that. And I'm wanting. See, a lot of people think they're mature enough for it. But when you really, really think about it, are you? 
An angel I can handle. He's a servant like me, you know, like just in a different capacity. I could handle that. <laughs> but we're talking about the Lord of the universe who has all authority in heaven and earth. The king of kings, Lord of lords. Yeah, but you would still feel. I, I feel know you feel the love the and you feel. Yeah, 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 I know. And I, I, I've heard that the, the people who had encounters, how they feel love and accepted and all that. And I know it's true. And I know I'm not, I'm no worse than others. I mean, I'm just a normal Christian with my, my flaws and all. But the point is, I have to ask myself these questions. So anyway, so, you know, we need to ask ourselves what, what, uh, what we're ready to handle in the coming days. Because guess what? God wants to equip you with more. So you need to fast and pray for direction, but also for more. Because he's going to charge us with more. Mm -hmm. more blessing he's going to charge us with more revelation with more anointings all these things are coming big time why because he's equipping his bride for a difficult season and when you're equip when you're equipping someone and i know what i'm talking about i have children when i when i want to equip them to face a task oftentimes if there's a task to do in the house and i know they're completely unfamiliar with it i have a family meeting and liz is liz was confirmed that okay i set them down okay guys Here's what I want you to do. I need you to do this, but here's what's going to happen when you do this. You're going to encounter such and such. Now, don't panic. I'm right here. So here's what's going to so You need to kind of prepare them. So the Lord is going to do the same thing with us. He's going to do the same thing with us. But we need to discipline ourselves to fast and pray for those directions that the Lord is so willing to give us in this season. Okay? So that's, a, that's the fifth point, and it, I think it's so important. Number six, Liz, and I'm going to leave you handled number six because I think it really is like something. To... Yeah. So a uh, number six is consider homeschooling your children. So a lot of people, you know, have been on the fence with this. Um, a lot of you may feel that you don't have a teaching bone in your body. I know I felt like that, but there came a time where I really felt a uh, leading that the Holy Spirit was nudging me. Uh, to go into this direction to, to homeschool my children. So that's exactly what I did. And I didn't regret it because, um, you know, for many, many reasons, it helped them spiritually. They weren't influenced by a lot of things in the world. Now with the curriculums changing, they're te teaching a lot of left-wing propaganda, a lot of sexual education, uh, way, way too young. Yeah. Like we're talking about, you know, seven, eight year olds learning all kinds of things about sexuality that they shouldn't need to, to learn. And a lot of you parents don't even know that your kids are learning these things because you That's don't have access to the curriculum. So I found th these things out, not because my kids went to the school at, at that time, but I got my hands on a curriculum uh, of the, from the government, uh, from, from the government, yeah, from the, the government of, of the province where we live. Exactly. That Prince was, Edward Island. that was giving that to teachers so that they can teach that in the school boards in the Maritimes. So the, this is not common knowledge that most parents have. So that's why it's very important for you to sit down with your principal to ask them, you know, this and it's, uh, my kids are going this and this grade. What are, what will they be learning? Yeah. Ask them questions directly. When do they learn sexual education in the school? You know, find out stuff because you're going to probably have hairs sticking up on your head and you're going to be like shocked that, you know, they're just going along with these things and teaching your kids indoctrinating, indoctrinating your, your kids with things. And you, you might not even know about it 
until they're old enough to even talk to you about some of these and, things. And that's that's what I wrote there. I said, look, the public schools today do not educate your children. They indoctrinate your children with yeah. a profoundly wicked and twisted agenda. Now, now, now that, and see, what is amazing is the frog in the kettle phenomena. What is amazing is that it got there so gradually. Yeah. It got there so gradually that most teachers don't even see anything wrong with it. No, because they, 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 made grew, it law. they grew because with it. Because they made it law to accept the LGBTQ agenda. They made everything law now, you know, that even now they have to, um, you know, accept uh, by, like, uh, by gen, like, what do you call it? Um, Binary? No, for heart. There's all kinds of names. I, I don't basically, even understand you, these Basically, terms, you can but... be more than one uh, sexuality. You can be like, like there, there's male, female, and other. So it's and not whatever even, other is is your yeah, up to you. And it's not even just you know uh, whether you're gay or not or heterosexual. Now they've got like ten different kinds of things that you can be. It's completely and, crazy. Um, and basically, in the in the document, they're teaching people that it's not normal to be heterosexual. It's normal to be whatever you want to be. Yeah. And if you want to be, you know, three different kinds of whatever, then that's fine. And they, people, and, and, society has to accept that. And the kids around you have to accept that. And what's scary is that if, if, if Mike wants to dress as a little girl, wear a skirt, uh, not only are they going to accept that, but they are going to uh, expect everyone to call Mike Michelle from now on. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do it, and if you still call him Mike, guess what? Your kid, let's say your kid still calls him Mike, he could be expelled. That's this is how crazy this has gotten. There's also the critical critical race theory that they're teaching, which is basically uh, how to be racist with with, with different uh, like. It's, it's got reverse racism. See, for, for a long time, there was some real racist problems in America where, where the, the white man would be racist in American Canada, but white men would be racist with other races. But now they, they're reversing it for somehow that it's like it's not a white man's turn to be a victim of racism, but they don't call it that. They call it critical, critical race theory. So now it's okay to bash the white man. Uh, the theory of evolution, we know yeah, that has been a problem. That. Uh, the 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 woke curriculum is all over the place. So obviously, this is the stuff that they're teaching your kids now. And I understand. Look, I'm not here, guys. Trust me, I don't want to make anybody feel guilty for sending their kids to public school. Okay, this is not what I'm saying. That's not the point of this. The point of this is: Are you aware? Number one, are you aware of these things? that are being taught to your children. Number one, that's very yeah. important. Number two, if you are, are you okay with it? Number three, if you're not okay with it, are you in a position that you can actually do something about it? And if so, would you seriously consider it? See, this is the, the point. Like three years ago, I would have told Liz, uh, do you want to homeschool? She would have looked at me and said, she would have laughed and she would have continued on another tangent. Like, like he's just making a joke. He's funny. And, and now it's been two years that, that Liz and I have been homeschooling. And I'm not, look, it's hard. Okay. It's very taxing. It's very hard, very demanding. 
but the reason how we got there was through the, the the mask mandates at school where we thought it was completely insane to have our kids have a mask on their face for eight for eight hours seven hour days we yeah, were like this now, is just unhealthy yeah and now and, on, on our island the minute that there's certain cases then they have to get all the kids tested everybody in the hospital and yada yada and they, it goes on and on and on so you know at first, when the Lord asked us to start this two years ago, we didn't even know, you know, where this was going to lead. We didn't even know about the the whole, you know, um, sexual education and all that. Like I found that out uh, in this fall, the the beginning of this fall, and I had already made the decision to to continue to homeschool the the children. So, but I've been seeing the evolution of these things, how it keeps it's on just, piling on. It's going so fast and at a fast rate and now we're at the point where, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, I can't do it because um, I have to go to work and, uh, and it's I impossible for me to, to do both. But you really need to find out what your kids are being indoctrinated with. You really need to sit down with your children yes. and, and explain to them. Yes. You know, if you do know that they're t teaching them a certain thing, you have to basically undo what they're being taught. And it, that's difficult. And, and but you it's have difficult. To be aware. And you know what? If you if you if you're in a situation you're stuck, you know, single mom or whatever, like there's all kinds of different situations. It's the only education that's available for them to have. You can't homeschool. You, you can you just can't do it for now. That's fine. But yeah. like she said, make sure you sit with your children and, and that you have this communication open, and that you keep teaching them the word of God at home. You keep teaching them the principles. Uh, the the, the, so the light, they, light principles of heaven, the kingdom of of, of God, and everything that, that they need to, to have a, a fulfilled life down here. But and if they hear it from you first, yes, like you know, even even when we homeschool, I mean, our kids still watch TV, and sometimes they see certain things and they question. And so, you know, we have to constantly do education, explain to them. Well, always. see, the world is teaching this, and they're saying this. And this is what the, the word of God says. And this is how we're supposed to behave or think about the situation because God says this and God says that and whatnot. And if we don't do that, then your kids are taught the right way. And then they're just indoctrinated and in thinking that these things are okay. And they don't understand that they're going against God's will. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very delicate also to teach children because sometimes children can, can get, and I used to be like that as a kid. They can get kind of cocky. Um, oh well, we're we're walking in truth, and all, all these pagans are walking in darkness, and and they can get like in a, they can have an attitude, and you want to always keep them accountable for. Hey, are are you walking in humility? Are you kind? Are you you know? Some people are deceived. They don't know they're deceived, and it's not their fault. Yeah. So so, kids, so you kind of have to teach them if they to go be to kind school, at all times. Yeah. If they go to school and they keep on going, then they're gonna have to learn you know, God's will and what's right and wrong, but to be um, respectful enough to, to understand what is being taught and what they might face and who they might face and how to treat these people and to not be mean to them or belittle them or whatnot. But at least they know, at least they have that education yes. knowing, you know, this is what I'm dealing with and this is right and this is wrong and this is maybe my chance to help that person and maybe talk to them about Jesus or whatnot, you know? Yeah. So it's our jobs to give them that education. And now we reach the end with number seven. 
Oh, and uh, one last thing I want to say Absolutely. about that is, you know, don't wait for things to get worse. Like if you've already been considering homeschooling, don't wait for things to get really bad before you decide to do it, because it is uh, a time commitment. It does take time to do it. It's not all day long. It's faster in a way. Like, I mean, you know, depending on, on your child's for some kids, it, it goes really quickly and they do really well. Other kids take a little longer, but the point is, you know, try to find some some ways to make um, extra income from home. Try to find different uh, ways that you can have different streams of income so that if ever you are faced with that decision and you're like, this has gotten so out of hand, I have no choice. I have to take my kids out of school. This is like, you know, dangerous for them or whatever. Uh, you know, maybe there's things that are going to change in our government or whatever in the future. Then at least you're not like, is stuck like, oh no, I have to leave my job and I have to leave this and I have to leave everything cold turkey and I have no idea how I'm going to do it. So have like a plan B, start preparing your plan B right now so that, you know, you could eventually transition and work from home. That's the idea. Yeah, exactly. I, I like the way you put that. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a being aware and, and, and asking yourself, do I have a plan? Can I, can I change things? Can I take this into my hands and mm -hmm. actually bless my kids with, yeah. Uh, with this. Anyway, it's, it's, it's very difficult. And I, and I understand, I understand the, and how, if you, the and challenge. Yeah. The, the and and I've done it and I, you know, we've done it together. So if you have any questions, you can always write to us. You can write this support at thriving on purpose.com. Uh, we've been in entrepreneurs for several years. We have all kinds of ideas, different things that we can recommend to you. If you're interested, you can write to us uh, at that email support at thriving on purpose.com. Amen. So the last point is, well, the last point of uh, prophetic prepping for 2022 is dig your ditches and expect miracles. Now, I, I wanted to end with a positive note because there's a lot of stuff that we spoke about tonight. that's like, oh, that's really not super great. And, <laughs> and I know it's not super great and I get it. And, and, and it's, you know, some you know, got to face the music. Right. But number seven, and I think that is so important. Uh, dig your ditches and expect miracles. You're going to, what I, what that means is basically you're going to have to walk in faith more than you've ever walked in faith before. But on, on the same token, you're going to see God move in ways that you've never seen him move before. You're going to see things. I believe that. I believe that in the individual lives, individual believers, individual remnant, we're going to see God move in ways that is going to build up our faith, make us fall even deeper in love with our Lord. And we're just going to be amazed at how he cares for us. So the supernatural and the miraculous will manifest, I believe, more and more in the lives of believers everywhere in 2022. Prepare for that. Develop a faith for that. Build up your faith for that because this is going to happen. Why? Because where there is great trouble, there are great miracles. You don't have a miracle in the Bible where there is no trouble. Can I get an amen? Seriously. Every single instance in the scriptures where there's a miracle, there's great trouble. So there's going to be more trouble. That's going to be obvious. Well, guess what? There's going to be a lot more outpouring. There's going to be a lot more miracles. So we're going to see great things. Acts 2.17 says this. 
and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And it's so interesting in that passage where it says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And here's what I believe. I believe that the outpouring of the spirit of God is going to be so powerful that some people are going to get saved with the, a mighty lightning strike of God, if you will, a spiritual lightning strike. And right then and there, they're going to start prophesying and it's going to be amazing. Like it's, it's going to be like, one moment they're not saved, the next moment they're not only saved, but they're prophesying and saying the wonders of God. Or, or, or they're going to be able to, to do things that we, we never thought. Like we're going to see signs and wonders like we've never seen because we're, we're going to see, uh, I believe, in the coming months and years, if things don't reverse, if we're, we're headed for rough waters. Let's just put it this way. Very, very rough waters. And with that, God is going to make provision for his people and it's going to be unprecedented, unprecedented, so, I think. Yeah. So when we talk about digging your ditches, we're talking about asking the Holy Spirit. We're asking, ask the Lord to give you Holy Spirit insights on blueprints, um, kingdom assignments, kingdom blueprints, where he's giving you uh, strategies that are going to bless you, that are going to help you, that you have to put put forth. So there's work involved. It's not going to be something, you know, super, super simple and easy. Usually it's something that the Lord is asking us to, to prepare, to put into place. Sometimes there might be a little bit of a learning curve to learn what to do. Um, I didn't see all the comments. Thank you for everybody, everybody that joined us um, tonight. And so, it's really important at this time more than ever that we be ready for uh, a great outpouring. So, um, you know, there's so many ways for God to bless us, but it's really important to ask God if there's uh, maybe you're in, in financial trouble, maybe you've got debt, um, maybe, you know, it's, it's things are uncertain in the future and you want to be ready. You want to be prepared. So ask, ask the Lord, Lord, how can I be prepared? Is there something I can put into place? Um, is there uh, an extra stream of income that I can uh, prepare for? What should I do? What should I put into place? Give me Holy Spirit blueprints, yeah. Holy Spirit insights on what I should be doing right now to prepare so that you are ready, you know, so that when there is a great wealth transfer and there is blessings that um, the Lord has many ways to bless you, many different av avenues, many streams that he can use to bless you and that you're secure, even if there's things that are uncertain around you, you're, you're financially taken care of, you're able to even bless others, right? Because the idea is always to bless others in the kingdom of God and share. Yeah. And so it's important to have that mindset, you know. In, in the kingdom of God, money never remains stagnant. Right. It's always flowing, always moving. So you're a vessel. It's just supposed to flow like a river through you. Yeah. That's what money's supposed to do, flow through you. Yeah. And if you put yourself in that mindset, you're never you're never going to love money. You're going to keep your eyes on the Lord and you're going to do you're going to deal with money the kingdom way because that's how it, that's how money is in the kingdom. It's never hoarded. The hoarding of money is that's the way of the devil. 
but the flowing of money, that's the way of God. And let's be honest, you know, there's people that don't have the, um, the, the means or they, they just don't know, you know, they're not saved or, or they just don't have the capacity to, uh, take care of themselves. And so right now they're struggling. So what's going to happen, you know, when there's, um, a famine or there's things that, you know, that are difficult to, to live through. These people aren't going to make it. They're going to have a very hard time. So it's about, you know, being able to, to have those extra streams of income so that we can uh, give and, and be able to pour into others and help others uh, during these times. And, and, you know, it's a powerful way to share the gospel too. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, well, folks, there you have it. The seven ways to prep for the coming year 2022 and uh, prophetic preparation. Uh, it involves many, many facets of your lives. As you saw in this broadcast, we covered a lot of ground yeah. and we couldn't go in super detail on each point, but I think we, we really went, uh, well, we, we did a good uh, survey of all of it. And yeah. um, I hope this has blessed you. If it has, make sure you share this broadcast. And uh, in the meantime, well, we'll see you on the next broadcast. Anything you want to add, it, Liz, or maybe? No, I think we're good. We're good. <laughs> All right. Well, God bless you guys, and be blessed. Have a great week. And thrive on.